This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed.
you can still be their comforter when they feel you need their comfort. You can still help them when all others see you to be the damn helpless. You can still be their chair, even as they see you in deeper grief and tears. You can still dance to the morning tune, though there be reasons for mourning. You can still stand to be their hope when all signs point to hopelessness. You can still be the face of fate for the faithless as they see your troubles loom. You can still be depended upon when you've nothing. And that's true independence. You can still hold on to that little wood of fate though the storm whines and spins. You can still be kind to them though they meet you with meanness and fierce hate. You can still be good even though bad circumstances try to efface your existence. Written by Emmanuel Kwe. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to set you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to set yourself. And then... Ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. Dear listener, we're here once again with the Daily Devonal series. 
it is another edition that is the fall part two the continuation when god decided to create adam and eve he stated that they would be made in god's image and according to his likeness the bait on the tempter's hook was that if they ate the forbidden fruit they would become like god the reality is that they already were like god they had been created in his image but a sad fact is that in the heat of temptation they lost sight of this sacred truth additionally god was the original provider of their food be part of the rebellion involved adam and eve choosing something to eat outside of god-given boundaries it would be like being invited to someone's home for a meal and instead of eating from their table you go to their cupboard or refrigerator and help yourself to something that attracts you not only will that be an insult to your host, but it will also show that you do not value your relationship with them. This is amazing. I believe our pastor has a lot to tell us. So today we are looking at the four part two. Yesterday we looked at the four part one and still we are doing with this major uh, title for the Wigadas crisis in Aden. And we should note also that the whole quarter we are looking at rebellion and redemption that's what we are looking at the whole quarter so we are looking at the four part two and let's look at this this way looking at the third uh, chapter satan used uh, in deceiving if satan told man that if you eat of this tree your eyes will open and you you'll be like god and as you rightly read god created man in his own image so man was like God because we were created in the image of God and Satan coming in telling them that you'll be like God. Look at where he was moving. Uh, Satan knew rightly that they were in the image of God. They were like God and he came back again telling them your eyes will open and you'll be like God. So man in in his quest to be like God will feel like let me eat it. Neglecting that they were already in the image of God. That's what Satan does to us. He he at times confuses us. The bare truth God has given unto us, we tend not to believe in that. And he, he moves us into believing in the lies in which he brings in. That's what Satan did. And also by moving them to eat of the forbidden tree, it was in, in this way god was the one who was providing for them he was their provider he gave them the food to eat and god telling you don't eat of this food and man saying we will eat this particular food as you rightly read it's like me coming to your house serving me nicely on your table giving me rice nice food you've really prepared well and the next thing you see is that i stand from the table get into your fridge and your cupboard select the food i like and I serve myself with that food. How will you feel? How will you? So it's an insult to you. Spending time preparing a meal for me. And I come in. I move. It's an, it was an insult to but God. But in the first place, you have no right to open the person's refrigerator to take what you really want. So that's the exact thing. Man had no right to go to that forbidden tree. Because God was their provider. God made the Garden of Eden. So it's like they were a guest in there. Take care of this. You are to eat of all this food I have provided. It's God who made all those foods. And God told them, you are to eat of these food I'm providing for you. Don't touch this. I don't eat this food. And you go in to eat the food God, the one who has provided, or your provider has told you not to eat. 
It was an insult to God. And that's what Satan did. Uh, he pushed us into eating of that forbidden tree, something God have told us not to. And it was really an insult to God. So let's look at how they, they behaved. Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 3, 4 to 7. After man eating of the forbidden tree, what did they do? So here, the woman ate it. And th- this woman saw the food to be so beautiful nice. After eating it, she came into Adam, tried to share his experience of getting this nice food. For tempting Adam also to eat of this forbidden tree. And Satan said their eyes will open. And their eyes open in a way. It seemed that their eyes open. And what did they actually see? They saw their nakedness. Something that really embarrassed them. They saw, oh, we are, we, we are naked. And they went in for a fig tree to cover themselves. So the major issue here is the rejection of God as a provider of every good thing. And choosing instead a man-made solution to human need. That's what man did. So man's eye opened in that way. They really saw their nakedness. So they did not see any supernatural thing. Uh, are you with me? Satan telling them, your, your eyes are open. What did they actually see? They just saw they were naked and they saw how embarrassed they were and trying to cover themselves and God coming in. They're trying to hide from God. That's what they saw. Not something exceptional. And that's what Satan does to us. He deceives us and we do things and later we, we get to be, we, we regret and we see, we, we, we go through this deep regret as you, you just talked of and we feel embarrassed about ourselves. Why, why should I do such a thing? You, you see yourself asking questions. Why me? After doing that thing, why should the child of God go and do this thing? You see it to be something shameful. That's how Satan is. We should not follow him because he leads us into destruction. So God had previously assured Adam and Eve of their food and had provided the menu. Their eating from the forbidden tree was a move outside of that provision and showed of lack of trust and they showed a lack of trust that was not warranted, especially given their unique circumstances. It was a lack of trust. They did not trust God as such. They fell into the sin. It tells us to be so careful. Let's believe and trust in the God we are worshipping. He's a good God. Let's just believe him with what he says. He created everything. He knows much. What do we know? Very little. Let's abide by that seers, the word, that seers God. And I tell you, we, we will be successful. Let's not try to do things our own way. And that's what Satan does. He lets us to try to think and try to think we can do it ourselves we are so knowledgeable we have all the wisdom in this world trust in god lean on him and victory is assured indeed god has been so good to us for taking us through the lesson we have really seen what happened in the garden that is not the end of it all there are more that will unfold soon but then I believe that as we have really listened or heard what really happened to them in the garden, we shouldn't make the same mistake. The harm has already been caused, but then we also have to know how to move our steps or direct our steps so that we may not do worse things than that. May the good Lord have mercy upon us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Our pastor will give us his last words. Let us trust solely on God, not ourselves. Let's allow him to lead us. There are certain things God has counseled us as his children not to do. Let's seek for strength from above and he will help us. 
abide by his words. Allow God to lead you and you'll be a blessing. Amen. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Of being weak unless you make your mind up to be strong. You've got to do right, cause it won't be long, it won't be long. Let me tell that it's easy to hate your enemy, and it's just as easy to love your friends. Tell me you will have to live a life. The Bible tells you you've got to let the love of God come in. Well, you've got to do right, cause it won't be long, it won't be long. Don't you want to love him better? Don't you want to love him more? Can't you even say you're knocking? He's knocking at your door. So don't you want to make haste to meet your maker before you've got to deal with the undertaker? He will take you right now. If you are willing, don't you know the Bible is fulfilling? You've got to do right. Cause it won't be long, it won't be long You've got to do right For it won't be long, it won't be long You've got to do right, oh holy life 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 Hello and welcome to the Moment of Truth with me, Joshua Aguadum. I just want us to discuss and to ponder on this very simple subject, the mind of Jesus. The mind of Jesus. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, 
It is just by your grace that we can listen to your word. And we pray that even as your word comes to us, let us understand and make your words relevant in our lives. And we will be able to live according to your word. Bless us, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. The mind of Jesus. The mind of Jesus. I just want you to think about this. The mind of Jesus. When you hear the mind of Jesus, what comes to mind? The mind of Jesus. I want us to look at the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 5. I'm reading from the New International Version. Verse 5 says that your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus. But the King James Version renders it as, Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. And when we end, you would have known what the mind of Jesus really is. Verse 6 says that, Who, being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Jesus Christ was God. He was a king. He created the heavens and the earth. But he put his kingship aside. He put his creatorship aside. And he came down to this earth, not as a king, not as a warrior, but as a servant. He came to serve. The Bible says that just as the Son of Man came to this world, not to be saved, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for all. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that Jesus came to this world as a servant in a humble manner. He came with humility to serve humanity. He came to serve the very people who he created. Can you imagine this? The creator himself coming down to the level of the creatures and to worship and to serve with them. What a wonderful savior. What a wonderful master. He came not as a master, but he came as a servant. And he gives us this example that when we look at his example, we can also live with our friends, with our relatives, with our families as servants, not as masters. Hallelujah. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Even on the cross. This is very interesting. Jesus came to this earth as a servant. That is okay. But as he went on, he even humbled himself. Even to the point of death on the cross. In the ancient times, when people committed evil and they were hanged on the cross, it was the greatest shame they could ever receive. And so Jesus bore the greatest shame on earth. He was hanged on the cross for you and for me. And so as we move on, we see that the mind of Jesus, the attitude of Jesus, the character of Jesus is the attitude of humility. And I pray that you and I can imitate this humility so that we can stand for the truth. Now, verse 9 
gives a wonderful expression here. He says that, therefore, because of what Jesus Christ did, the humility he portrayed for us, God exalted him to the highest place. Hallelujah. That is what humility can do for you, my brother. That is what humility can do for you, my sister. God humbles the proud and God exalts the humble. And so God exalted him to the highest place. And so up to now, whenever we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Let's not forget that Jesus Christ came to this earth not as a master, but he came as a servant. Jesus came to serve. And in his service, he has given us examples as to how we must live on this earth. But what happens here? People are fighting for positions. People are fighting for all those that will give them the titles of masters. My prayer for you this day is that we will claim and accept the humility of Jesus Christ. And we can imitate Jesus' humility. And God will exalt us. My prayer is that God will exalt you. And this exaltation will only come as a result of us being humble. May the good Lord bless us and grant that we will accept the spirit that gives humility. And we will follow his humble steps. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you safe. Even as we imitate the humility of Jesus Christ. God bless you for listening. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or plus 233-244-235-017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. AWR Ghana. Voice of Hope. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>